You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the Aaron Says What Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Hey kids, and welcome to a brand new Aaron Says What podcast. I am your host, Aaron Weinbaum, and this is a bonus episode because I am doing picks with comedian Justin Wood for UFC St. Louis, which sadly I'm not able to go to. I will explain. I'm going to try to get him on the phone right now, and it should be ringing. It is ringing, or, oh, maybe. There it goes. Hello? <clears throat> hey, Justin. Hey, how are you? Hey, good. This is Aaron Weinbaum from the Aaron Says What podcast. Uh, thanks for being so flexible with your time today. This has just kind of been an odd deal. <laughs> what, we have a yeah, s- su- supposed ice storm coming. I'm not really sure what's going on. And then I had to kind of switch around my studio a little bit today because I'm here with my three-year-old because I don't know, all kinds of strange stuff, man. But uh, yeah, I've, I've uh, these are always my favorite podcasts. Uh, meeting with someone that uh, has uh, followed my MMA accounts, and th- those are those are really fun for me. But um, yeah, <laughs> j- just real quick, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm originally born and raised in Ohio. I uh, moved out to LA about seven years ago, uh, pursuing stand-up comedy, and. Um, Huge MMA fan like yourself, and awesome. also Army veteran. I served from 2003 to 2009. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you, man. Cool. And so now, how's it going with the stand-up comedy there? Uh, going pretty good. Going pretty good. Uh, last year was a fun year for me. I got a chance to do some USO tours and some Armed Force Entertainment tours. Those are always something that I really enjoyed doing because, you know, when I was in, those are always my favorite nights. Right. Uh, when we'd have a comedian come through and, uh, so now it's awesome to be on the other side of the microphone now and, uh, just, uh, doing a lot of stuff out here, running my own show, a weekly show, which can be a uh, hassle. I don't know. Uh, we're both mutual friends with Adam Hunter. Right. I don't know how that dude does two shows every week. Like that's nuts to me, but you know, good on him. Yeah, two shows and then he travels all over the place. So yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't I know either. No clue how where he does that. So I'm a, I actually use my GI bill and at Santa Monica college right now and bartend as well. So, uh, it's just a busy life out here just so we can pay rent to live somewhere that is way too expensive. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, I, I guess, you know, with Adam and that of course is from, uh, MMA roasted, which I I love that podcast. I think he's, I'll tell you what, man, you, you know, you listen to his MMA roasted podcast and he talks about MMA, makes jokes, but he crosses over well. Like when you see his, I've seen his act three times now and it's never been the same and he just absolutely kills it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I try to have him on my show as much as I can. And, uh, I do his show probably, you know, once every other month or so he has a yeah. rotation of comics that he goes through, but he's just one of those guys where he, is like the one punt, like one liners. And yeah. like with me, I'm like the complete opposite. Like I'm going to tell a story, have jokes in throughout the story, which I think is way easier than writing. 
than what that guy does because his is just like you know one after another after another after it's like a machine gun of jokes oh, yeah. coming at you. So, uh, pun- I, mean, I think he described it once as like uh, punches and bunches or something like that. You know, he just yeah, keeps exactly. going. And I mean, it's it's just a you know not to be too you know corny or anything, but it's a thing of beauty watching that dude do comedy. It's just like how like how do you do this? This is amazing. <laughs> so, like a lot of people try and do it that way, and they just fall flat on their face but adam's got it man he's a talented dude and now, i hope he blows up even more so i can just ride his coattails so i can <laughs> blow up myself so. yeah um now do you do i do you just mostly stay around la and, and california or do you do any traveling besides uso i do um i probably travel about maybe five or six times a year but with being in school and everything it's hard to like miss school because I, right. I'm in, using my GI bill. So the VA will like cut my funds off. Right. Oh, gotcha. If I'm just like, Oh, well, uh, you know, I'm going to go out for a month or two and then come back and not <laughs> even pay attention to school. So, but, um, I stay pretty busy around town doing, you know, the, the comedy clubs out here and everything. So. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I guess, so did you find me, I guess, probably, uh, through MMA circles, uh, with the Dana account and whatnot, um, that, that of course yeah. is Dana Unleashed, and then of course Iaquinta Realty, which <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know till the other day that you're Iaquinta too, and I didn't even like I didn't even know if you were going to tell me who you were with Dana when I was talking to yeah. you. Yeah, I just thought it was funny you called me out because I was one of those guys that like followed you, then unfollowed you, then followed you again, and then you <laughs> called me out for it, and I was like. Okay, okay this so th- that's why I thought you knew who I was cuz like man this guy's a lot of followers to be <laughs> singling me out like this. Well, there's like a handful no. of comedians that follow me and whenever a comedian follows me I look him up and I'm like, "Well, that guy that guy's refollowing me again." And I have people anyway that do it on purpose so that I will uh I you know thank them for following <laughs> me and uh you know th- that's uh, funny. Th- No, I was just uh the reason all behind that was it was stupid, but there is like this uh comedian out here like kind of you know well-known comedian i'm not going to like call him out or anything but he like tried to tell me one night at the laugh factory he's like look something that clubs look at is if you have what if you're following a little amount of people and you have a lot of followers clubs love that so i was like oh okay so i'm just gonna take off all these parody accounts and everything and then i was like wait that, that makes no sense at all like why was i stupid to believe that i know that that seems to be the trend though lately i see that a lot you know, like, uh, someone will be following like 300 people and they'll have, you know, 40,000 followers or more. And, uh, I don't know. I just, you know, as far as following goes, I just think it's a courtesy who I'm no better than anyone else. You know, I just, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's a courtesy. I mean, you can, I guess you could mute them if you want. Like, you know, when someone complains too much on Facebook, but, um, yeah, yeah I never, I never got that. And that'll probably swing the other way someday too, but I don't know, yeah, but I, I, t- I totally understand, but it, it's it's just a lot of fun. I mean, think about that account. It's got 7,000 followers. Let's just say 4,500 of them are real, and they're not, you yeah. know, they're, they're not like the sex bot sites or whatever, and I've, I've, I've yeah, individually yeah. thanked every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, and it's just, it's so fun, like, it is, it's, it, it's so dang, it's like the sarcastic, like, it just, I don't know. You nail it. Like you nailed Appreciate the character that. well on that, and I think uh, 
And then, like I said, I didn't know the eye quench was too, and that made it even more funny because so, it cracks me up as well. Well, that one gets a lot of people because uh, apparently Al has that kind of sense of humor where he will he would do an account like that. So I yeah. popped off with that account. I didn't ask his permission or anything. I, obviously, I didn't have any way to get a hold of him. And yeah. uh, next thing I know, half of Sarah Longo follows me. And then uh, Ariel Hawani follows me and sends me a message <laughs> and then uh <laughs> i don't even remember why and then uh all of a sudden i get this direct message from al it wasn't it wasn't all quite sequenced like this it wasn't all that quick but i get this message from al Quinta says you tell ariel exactly this i'm like oh fuck okay and he says <laughs> and he goes ask al if i am al or whatever it was and uh you know this went on for a minute and then uh I see Al doing a an interview with uh, Ariel Hawani. It's that one where he's sitting by you know his parents' uh, place out on Long Island on the beach or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ariel starts grilling him. And he goes like, uh, "You need to ramp it up on the Twitter account lately. It, you know your, your real estate account and is uh is really going. I have the soundbite <laughs> for it somewhere." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's that one." And he goes, "That you?" And he goes, "Maybe it is, and and maybe it isn't." And so then on the MMA hour, he brings it up again. And uh, I don't know when Ariel somehow figured I had a podcast. And he's like, does he have a podcast? And I was like, nah. And then they just both start laughing. So (laughs) it was hysterical. But Al did me the ultimate solid, and he came on my podcast. So uh, good on him. We talked about it. But. And this has been talked about a little bit. I hate to keep going on about this, but this is probably one of the more fascinating things that ever happened in my life. Cajun Johnson, or actually Cajun Johnson's producer, contacts me and wants me to come on his podcast. But he thinks I'm Ally Aquinta. So so I did it. And I went like 15 minutes. I practiced all week to sound like him. And finally, I'm like, this ain't going to work. I'm not going to sound like him. I'm just going to have to kind of be muffled and quiet and turn down my mic gain and everything else and uh they bought it and then as soon as it came out my uh podcast with al came out there's podcast came out and al tweets out that's not me he unblocked cajun johnson just to say that's not me you moron and then blocked him (laughs) (laughs) but that's great yeah i I hate i i mean i think that's all like i've tried so many times like making little yeah. accounts to see if they would get any fire. I, I, I just don't get Twitter. Like I love tweeting there. I think yeah. I love being on there, but man, I, I don't, I don't get like Twitter's weird. Like, yeah. I mean, like everyone I talk to with podcasts and whatnot, they get a lot of their success mostly, except for Adam, you know, cause he's, he's got that huge following, but they mostly get, you know, they're trapped from like Facebook pages and whatnot. I just started one. My God, it's got 27 followers, you know, but I literally just started it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. but like Twitter's weird. Like you could have a ton of followers and you could tweet out, you need to borrow a dollar and you'll get nothing. You know, they just, they yeah, just, yeah. they wait for your stupid jokes and then that's it. Exactly. Exactly. It, like I said, like I tried it years ago. Yeah. Like I just made a stupid one and I was like fucking with Dana unleashed. Like this, like trying to sound like one of those typical keyboard warriors and everything. Yep. And it was just sad when I looked at it now because, like, Josh, Sam, and, and me were, like, going back and forth on it. And I was like, oh, now I look back. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> like, 
uh, that was sad reading some of those tweets. But I mean, he was a good sport about it. Like he picked up on it, but it was just still it's kind of weird. So, well, parody accounts are, are strange, you know, because you don't want to just. I know people go a little too far from. They're mean, and I try not to be mean. Obviously, the people know what they're getting into, and there's a few that don't, you know. But yeah, I never. You know, I never say thanks for calling. Fuck your mother. She's a cunt. You know, I, I would never do anything yeah, like that. Yeah. It's more like just, uh, you know, thanks for following the cameras over there, dummy, or something like that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Dude, I mean, I, go ahead. I thought it was funny. I did uh, Adam's show a few weeks ago, and uh, you know, I think I've told you this before. Me and Junie Browning are actually really good friends. Yeah, like, I knew him before he went on the. Yeah, I knew him before he went on the Ultimate Fighter and everything. And um, so he's out here in L.A. And I was like, hey, dude, I got a show over in Hollywood. Uh, if you want, I'll just have the Uber pick you up on my, on my way over there. He's like, yeah, cool. And then uh, we're going over there. He's like, oh, you probably know the comedian I'm working with. Uh, he runs the MMA roast. And he's like, oh, that guy's a dick. He made fun of me. <laughs> I was like, no, I think that means you're successful. He was like making fun of you. And then he got there and he met him. He's like, dude, this guy's really cool. I was like, yeah, I told you that, man. Like, that's just, Adam just has a way, like, I've seen where fighters want him to roast them. Yeah. Like, hey, get me, get me. I'm like, oh, damn. So, and uh, you get to go on his podcast here soon, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I uh, started, like yourself, uh, writing for MMA Sucker, and I thought it would just be cool to do, like, a behind-the-scenes and, like, you know, talk to him about, like, how, not only the podcast, but the Twitter account all got started and like do like a whole profile piece on them. And, um, I was like, you know, can I come through your podcast? I'll just, you know, sit out of the way. I won't be in your way. He's like, no, he's like, I want you to be on the podcast. Oh, so cool. Oh, okay. So I just hit him back and he, I was like, send me a date and I'm there. Like, that'd be a fun podcast to go on. I always enjoy listening to it. So. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, yeah, you know he's got some characters on there like uh, Greg Wilson. I don't. I, I guess he's not on there so much, as, or the Greg Wilson. And then, uh, man, Hanato Laranja has to be one of the yeah. most naturally funny people. You know, he's not a comedian. He's just hysterical. Twenty-seven world, twenty-seven time world champion. I can't even say that. Yeah, that video with him and Nate Diaz is one of my favorite. But like, where Nate Diaz, like, <laughs> you just see like all joking leave that situation. Oh, really? I have yeah, to look that one uh, up. He, he started messing with Nate Diaz, and Nate Diaz didn't didn't know who he was. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he like charges at him in like a big group, like come in the middle of him. And he's like, "Dude, dude, dude! It's a joke! It's a joke, man!" <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, I saw that. It's like it was almost like at a standoff, right? And then you know, Renato or Renato starts just kind of walking up to him. And then, yeah. Yeah, okay, I have seen that. Okay, that and that silly yeah. Brokeback Mountain one he did with uh, Josh Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, that came out. That, that was a long time ago. And then I tweeted out to him and Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett never bites, but Hanato will. I, I just said, I, this is the first time I've ever wanted to cut somebody after a win because Barnett had just won. And then uh, Hanato followed me after that. And then he followed my Al account, too. I said, thank for... Uh, following uncle notch and he just he just answered back immediately he goes i'm here for the heel estate <laughs> that's great he's actually uh him and junior real good friends oh yeah too. so like even yeah when junie you know when he was going through like a hard time like he was actually one of the dudes like over at junie's 
like apartment, like hanging out with him and stuff. So, so like, I've yet to meet him, but that'd be cool if like perhaps he's on the show the day that I go on. There. Oh, that would be cool. Bring him with you. Yeah. But um, like I don't remember a lot of the Ultimate Fighters, but I remember that one because yeah, it, it was during the open tryouts or whatever, or the the pre. I don't know, whatever you need to do to get in the house i can't remember what they're called but he yeah. called his shot like his he said i'm gonna beat him by any a throughout some uh, it might have been arm bar or triangle i can't remember yeah, which well but. he he went up to like even get to being on tv um he was like fighting this guy and he asked dana he's like dana how do you want me to finish this that's right yes and Dana was like i don't know triangle and I, he puts the dude in the triangle, looks over at Dana as the guy's getting ready to tap, and like yeah. puts his arms up, like, "What else you want me to do?" <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That was great, and that was a yeah. very memorable season because he was he was a he was a character for sure. And, oh my god! And I, he, I hope he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing good. Uh, it's funny though because you'll like talk to people, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm friends with Junie," and they're like, "Who?" <laughs> like, oh, you started watching UFC after Connor, huh? Like you can always tell, like the the new fans and the old fans. And Junie's not even OG, OG. Like there's way a lot more UFC before him, but a lot of people these days don't even know who he is. So no, listen, if you, if you know who Andy Wang is, you're an old school fan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I started I started watching in like 2005, so that's around when so. There's that is my phone ringing in the background because this is a real professional job. Usually I am up in my studio, and and now oh now it's my son telling me somebody's calling. Somebody's calling. Okay, they'll call back. Okay, love you, bud. Uh, yeah, this has just been a really odd day. Usually I'm up in my studio. My wife has the kids and whatnot, and but uh, my yeah. three my three year old wanted to stay with me, and it was hard for me to tell him no. So yeah, you can't say no to that. No, you have no. him on the podcast. I should. I should, but I'm wearing a. This is a weird deal. I just kind of made up this uh, mobile setup so I can take things with me. That phone is not going to stop ringing, dude. Holy moly! <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh! All right, hang on just a second. I'm so sorry, man. All right, I'm pausing. You got it. You got it. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we're recording again. Yeah. So as soon as I answered it, it was it was hung up, and I will disclose it was my mother-in-law, probably because she saw something on the Weather Channel, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I forgot to turn on my damn answering machine because I live in the middle of nowhere. I don't have a really good cell signal. This is all over Wi-Fi right now. And yeah. so uh, we have to have a, a landline, you know, because, you know, this is, the you know, the 20th century still. But it's not. Right, right. So that's hilarious. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I don't think I'll edit that out. I just – I like these comical moments, you know. But, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I don't like editing for, sure. for uh, content, but I'll, I'll edit for sound, but not, not for content. How do you hear me, by the way? Do yeah. you hear me okay on this setup? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Because uh, this is, I've been trying to be more productive on the road, you know, because I'll travel here and there, and I don't want to take a freaking mixer and mics and everything else. So I figured right. out how to do it through a laptop and a USB mic. So, right. Oh, that's awesome. That is. I'll share that with you, too, if you ever want to do that. But, um, hey, what do you say we pick some fights for UFC St. Louis? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm looking at the card. I'll be honest. I haven't, like, really looked at the card until. Yep. And then I looked, I was like, damn, there's four fights in the main card. Or, I mean, it's a card worth getting. I'm like, I, I was surprised. I was. Yeah, so this is depressing. Hold on it. Now I looked at the card, and I'm like, okay, all right. All right, so MMA Sucker fans, if you want to hear the whole podcast, I will have the link in this uh, article. But this is the part where we pick fights for UFC St. Louis. You guys get a sneak peek at me and Justin Wood before the official podcast comes out. 
So um, this is depressing. I, I was going to go to this. I was going to bring a bunch of my kids with me. I'm an hour and a half from these fights. And uh, I like to go, you know, I like to go when I can. Um, I, I can't make it happen. It's a Sunday, man. It's just an odd deal. And we would get home at one or two in the morning. I got to go to work the next day. One of my kids has basketball and I'd feel awful leaving him out and just taking a few. So, uh, you never know. I mean, I could still Have go with the last why it's, uh, why it's on Sunday. I think I it is because it's the day before a holiday. So it's, uh, Martin Luther oh, King day on okay. Monday. And every once in a while, I'll throw in a Sunday card. So, right. But let's uh, let's go over some of these. Uh, I'm not going to go over every fight, but obviously I want to go over the ones where uh, people have heard of them. But uh, here is Darren Elkins versus Michael Johnson, who is from St. Louis. Uh, he is on the undercard, sadly, after that war with Justin Gaethje. Man, and he's dropping down to 145 for the very first time. What do you think about this one? Yikes. Um, Elkins is dangerous. Uh Ranked number 10, uh, Johnson's number 10 at 155. I wish I could know a little bit more before making this prediction about his weight cut and how it's going. Mm-hmm. Seemed kind of like a big 55er, but uh, yep. hometown boy, I mean, you know what he's capable of. If Elkins is tough, though, too. I got to go Michael Johnson on this, though. I, I think uh, if if the weight cut, pending you know, yeah. a decent weight cut, that's something that would make me uh, go Elkins is that weight cut, but I think, I mean, this Johnson comes to play. He, I think he's got it. Yeah, Michael Johnson just fights killers, so I gotta agree with you. Unless they have to like carry him and and physically put him on the scale because he's so drained. Uh, yeah, I, you gotta go with the hometown boy in this one, and he just fights killers. He loses to killers. I mean, you know, Gaethje, yeah. uh, Khabib, um, Nate John or not James, not James, Nate John, Nate uh, Diaz, obviously, and. Uh, so we'll see. I hope he does well at 145. I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see more, some more competition there. You know, besides just Max Holloway and Frankie Edgar, and uh, yeah, over and over and over, and over and over and over, because you can only do those fights uh, so many times. Okay, right. I gotta go here next with Marco Polo Reyes versus Matt Fravola, the Steamroller. One second, you you're cut you cut out a little bit. Oh, sorry. Uh, Marco Polo Reyes versus Matt Fravola, the Steamroller. Man, I'll be honest. Like this is one I don't know much about either. Yep. But you know, when I was just doing a little bit of research, I think. I mean, you know, if listeners are like, "This guy shouldn't be making the predictions," in know, either I get it, but <laughs> I got to. Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the steamroller. I mean, six and zero. Yeah. You know, um, I think the undefeated, uh, that undefeated mark looks good on him. So yep. going by that alone. You know, if someone wants to tweet like, oh, he, you know, no Toro fan, they want to tweet at me. I mean, look, there's nothing you can say that I'm not going to agree with, but <laughs> because I have to make this pick. <laughs> All right. Well, Marco Polo is the most annoying thing you can hear at the pool. And Al Iaquinta said to watch out for the steamroller. So I got to go with the steamroller because of uh, Al Iaquinta because he's <laughs> Al knows, man. Al knows. He will. He, he will. Knows. He will. You know, he will kick somebody's ass and sell four condos in the same day. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was about to say, I'll put you in a beach house too. All right, this uh, and this may be a, a humdinger, but this is uh, James Krause and Alex White. This is, I think, this gonna be fight of the night. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Krause. I'm gonna go with Krause. Yep. Because I think he's still bitter. I think he saw that chip on his shoulder from the Ultimate Fighter, and it probably doesn't help that the 
gentleman he lost to is riding out a suspension now for performance enhancers. But I think uh, I think Kraus is. I don't know. I like Kraus in this fight I do a lot. Too. He's mean. I mean, he's he's mean in the ring. Nice, nice in real life. But I, I got to go with Kraus as well. All right, this one, yeah. oh, man, Tiago Alves. He just keeps popping up here and there versus Zach Cummins. I assume this this will be at 170. He he can't make that cut to 155. So no, I, I don't know. I'm going Cummings on this. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's just time for Alves. I think you know he's been great for the sport. He's you know always fun to watch, but I don't know. I you know it's just one of those sad moments where it's like yeah you know I'm not. I think this is it, and <laughs> I think this fight might be it. He's kind of a shell. He's a shell of where he was. He's had some terrible, terrible weight cuts. Um, you know, I don't. Can't, I can't believe he even tried to go down to 155. Really, that was crazy. And yeah, I, 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 I think his, I think his best years are behind him. And he's just one of those games or one of those deals where he was, he was a stud. But it was, it was like there wasn't a lot of mixed martial arts competition. You know, now these guys are such complete artists. And uh, yeah, I gotta go. I, I gotta go with Zach Cummins on this deal. All right, man. On to the main card. This one is going to be a tough one for me to pick. But Kamaru uh, Usman versus Emil Meek. Now, Emil Meek is famous for knocking out Rosemary Pajaris, if I am correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know, man. And this might be my little 2018 prediction if I had to make one. Okay. I think I think we're going to see a Usman-Woodley fight eventually. Yeah. I think... Um, I I really like this guy just from what I've seen of him so far, and uh, I mean, I've never. I mean, obviously he's eleven and one. I've never seen you know since he's been in the UFC, he's undefeated, and uh, I just think that uh, he's going to be one that by the end of 2018 we're going to be talking a lot about. And if he hasn't fought yet for the title, I think he will be soon. Wow! All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Emil Meek for the uh, for the upset. I, right. he, he's a, uh, you know, and, and this is this this one can go either way, but yeah, um, it's gonna be a good fight too. I think I think it's gonna be a very good fight. All right, yeah. Paige Van Zant versus uh, Jessica Rose Clark. That's Jesse Jess. Am I correct? I like it. Yeah, uh, I gotta go Jesse Jess on this. Yeah, I um, do too. I I like Paige Van Zant. I think she's a good ambassador of the sport. Obviously, she is a beautiful beautiful woman yep but i think that hollywood's knocking at the door and i just don't see you know i i just don't i think when you look at jessica rose clark you're looking at a fighter mm-hmm. uh, you're looking at someone that's going to be around for a little bit i think uh it's only a matter of time for page Van and yeah hollywood commercial not commercials but like tv yep. shows all that she has I think she already has one foot out the door. She got a little experience <laughs> with the Dancing with the Stars, and I think that, you know, she just, uh, I don't see that same, you know, to quote Rocky Three, the same eye of the tiger in her now no. that was before all that. So. When you see someone with beautiful blonde hair that has to convince you on TV, oh, I'm a fighter, I'm, I'm a fighter, you know, I don't know. It, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh well with me. Plus, she's fighting at 125. I don't think she was that big of a 115 pounder in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah, I think Jesse Jess is a killer. I, 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 I agree with you on this one. All right. It, announced today, this is Vitor Belfort's swan song 
versus Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall. All right, what do you you think on this one? I I think Uriah's taking it. Uh, I mean, this guy frustrates me to no end because (laughs) I think he's one of the most talented martial artists in the UFC. Yeah. Like, from what we saw in The Ultimate Fighter, I've never seen anyone with that much hype train behind them after The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like, unfortunately, he's a teddy bear, too, which is not what you can't be. No. The fight's in America. (laughs) It's in the UFC. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going your eye hole on this fight. Yeah, Vitor's got granddad bod anymore. Um, I got to go Uriah Hall also, but the danger is Vitor comes out fast. Uriah has been known to get caught before, but I don't know. And he fought that last time. If he still Is he still training with Jackson? I don't know. If he's still training with Jackson, he's going to come out with a game plan. He's going to be a little more patient, but, you know, if Uriah puts hands on him, uh, it's going to be a tough night yeah. for Vitor. The main event. And, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and it, I mean, it just sucks. It's Belfort's last fight. I'll be honest, I was always hoping there would be a, a Michael Bisping redemption fight that yeah. he'd always get a chance to <laughs> redeem himself <laughs> to get that well, for, his you, eye, for his eye. But You never know. I mean, Bisping says he's going to fight one more time. You know, this is Vitor's third last fight. I, I feel like yeah. he said this a few times. So I think that Bisping fight came around in, in, in England. He'd take it. He'd take yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I was surprised this one was the main event. Jeremy Stevens uh, versus Duho Choi. I like Jeremy Stevens. Um, man, I don't go ahead. I, go ahead with your pick. I'm sorry. I like Choi in this fight. I do. Too. Um, I I really like Stevens. <laughs> I mean, I do too. But, He's cool as shit. I mean, I love watching him on TV. Who the fuck is that guy? You know, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, he is. Probably the subject of the worst uh, punchline ever. Oh, the event! God damn it, that was so funny. It was beautiful. Um, but Choi, I mean, he's younger. I mean, Grant, he is getting ready to go off and do his uh, military service. But I, Stevens is kind of like the Alves. But yeah, I think you know they, they've been fun to watch. They've been great ambassadors for the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always liked watching him. He's always given us exciting fights, but unfortunately, it is 2018, and I'd love to be wrong. I would love to be proven wrong. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not hating on Stevens by any means, but he's. I, I just think I think we're coming close to the end of the Little Heathen Express. Me too. Uh, I mean, he's a big 45 or two. I mean, I mean, he used to fight at 155. I've se- I've seen him in person. I don't know how he gets down. He looked huge next to Frankie Edgar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. Frankie's not the biggest guy, don't get me wrong, he'd probably fight at 135, but he looked big, and, uh, you know, he, he he hurt Frankie a little bit, and Frankie just started, it was the craziest thing, watching Frankie take him down, it was like he was taking down a giant, but, uh, yeah, right. I think his best days are behind him, I, I think he fights with his heart, um, but I think he'll be too much for, for uh, Duho Choi. Yeah. All right, um, well, Awesome. Well, if I end up going to these fights, I'll uh, I'll start just being a dick and tweeting you pictures and whatnot. Oh man! <laughs> All right, here, but here here's a bonus question for okay. you. Okay. Uh, oh gosh, put me on the spot, dude. Dude, I don't know. I think Rampage is going to come in weighing two fifty three. Chael can talk all he want that he weighs two thirty, but I think Chael probably end up weighing about. 
209, 210. Rampage can stop the takedown, I think. You know, but then you got King Mo that, you know, took him down as well. But I think that's kind of a different deal than Chael. But, man, that's tough. If Chael just keeps ducking under him and uh, taking him down, it's going to be Chael. I don't think it's going to be that exciting of a fight. What do you think? Um... I, I I honestly don't know. Like I'm, I was more asking like, oh, because the Chael against Tito, yeah. I was like, what the hell was that? Was he? You know? And it was weird. And that's like the that was like the Chael against Ramp or uh, not Rampage, but Rashad. You know, he when he yeah. loses, he just he's done. It was just it was so yeah, weird. He doesn't even like try. And he's, yeah, and he's like, well, <laughs> like really? I mean. Yeah, I, I thought for sure he was going to go through Tito. I was like, Chael's got this. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, but I think I think fatigue could play a big part in that. And uh, I think if Chael can get out of the first round, yeah, his. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I like Rampage and everything, but I mean, I know he says yeah. he trains, but he looks like he just eats pizza, you know, by a punching bag all day. So Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know. Chael had... A Chael comment. I don't know if you saw this earlier this week. Uh-uh. When, uh, they were talking about he was on him and Rampage were doing media, and uh, they asked Chael like what his favorite kind of alcohol is, and he's like, "Believe it or not, I never had a sip of alcohol." Yeah, I'm more of a performing performance enhancer guy. Yeah, <laughs> he says that stuff, man. He kills me. He's like, you know, you all know when we or uh, have like Bisbee on now. When we fought, I was used to the gills. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the comment to Tito in the press conference about your ex-wife was the only one that used her mouth to get to where she did in her job. Was oh man, top well, of the line, Chael. So. Chael's crazy. Like he's the OG. Like you th- everyone thinks Colby Covington's hilarious and this and that. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. Colby might just be really racist. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think he's <laughs> like when he did that whole spoiler for Star Wars. Like, look, I'm not a Star Wars son of a fan, bitch, but dude, well, that was fucking stupid. Like, why would you? Like, I don't know. I no, mean, he he legitimately crazy. spoiled it for me. Excited to go watch that. I and, did. I watched it that night with my kids that Friday, and like he spoiled it like that Thursday night. I guess he legitimately ruined it for me. I was I was mad. I grew up watching that. And God damn it, I'm not yeah. a virgin. I took my kids to go see it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, man, like it's almost like he's trying too hard. Like, yep. But, I don't know. Uh, I just saw uh, Woodley was talking today about. Uh, how he's you know concentrating on movies in 2018. He actually just did comedy Tuesday night over at Adam's show. I t- okay. And, um, I I but, for real. I texted Adam. I said, "How did he do for real?" And he said, "He killed it. He did. He did really well." It's awesome. That isn't that awesome? Yeah. I and see, I respect that a lot more than other MMA fighters trying to come over stand up comedy that just take who they are and go out and do arenas and everything right away. When you have like they they got that golden ticket mm-hmm. and I mean, it's no surprise to them. You know, I'm not trying to call anyone out, but I'm sure we can all put two and two together. Yeah. But the fact that you have Woodley starting out doing bar shows, doing small shows to like mm-hmm. earnest stripes, not like taking, you know, now you got people paying like 50 bucks to come watch someone that's only been doing comedy for a year and a half. And it's right. Like, you're a podcast host, not a comic. Like, you yeah. know, go, go, go stand in lines for an hour and a half to get on an open mic. Like go do yeah. those hard shows. Like don't just 
jump straight up. So no, I I agree. Yeah. So. All right, man. Well, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to call this. I think the, the house is getting full again. I appreciate you coming on. It was, it was great to finally talk to you. Yeah, no problem, man. And we'll definitely be in touch. Okay, and we may have to make some Bellator picks next week as well. Okay, sounds good. All right, man. Take care. Thanks. All right, take it easy. All right, that was Justin Wood, and until next time, shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Well, Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. Spreaker's mobile app will let you record from your smartphone, or you can use their web-based console with everything you need to record. Their podcasting plans include being able to host multiple shows at no extra charge. Got a YouTube channel? Spreaker's got you covered. You can effortlessly upload your podcast audio to your channel. You can even move your current podcast to Spreaker without losing any of your iTunes subscribers. Try any plan. 30 days for free using promo code ASW.